You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back with more Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the BetQL Network. Appreciate you checking out the show. Got all my guys with me, Jake and Evan, and we got my co-host, Brendan Tobin. I'm merely Sean Levine. Let's welcome on friend of the show, ESPN producer, amongst many titles that he wears. He is Jim Rodriguez. Uh, Jim, let's go ahead and just start with the fight tonight. And coming up in a little bit, we'll talk with Jim about the state of boxing compared to the UFC. But tonight, you got Tank Davis taking on Rolando Romero. Now, the last time there was a big-time favorite in boxing. It was a couple of weeks ago. His name was Miguel Alvarez, and he lost the fight. Is Tank Davis going to have the same fate tonight? Yeah, I think it's going to be a little different. And what's up, boys? Always good talking to you guys. I think Canelo was sort of, you know, he was moving up in weight. He was, you know, his, his comfort zone is 160, 168. He was moving up to 175. And I remember being on your show the night of his fight. And I remember saying that I think Canelo was going to struggle in the fight. Now, I'm not going to sit here and lie and tell you that I thought he would lose. I don't think anybody thought he would lose, but I knew he would struggle. And we were as shocked as anybody to see him actually lose. But I think this, this is a little different in that, you know, Tank Davis is, this is his weight class. He's at 135. It's for his secondary lightweight title. He's fighting another guy who is also in the 135 range. It's both of these guys are Mayweather Productions guys, by the way. And for Tank, it's interesting. You know, it's his third fight in Brooklyn. It's at Barclay Center, the home of the Nets. Um, he's fought there twice before. He's won titles there in those previous two fights. They're saying this is going to be the biggest crowd ever in the 40 previous fights they've had at Barclay Center. So Tank is bringing him into That's the crazy. arena. They're both undefeated guys. They're both Mayweather guys. And I think the pressure's on Tank not only to win the fight, but he said he's leaving Mayweather Productions after this fight. So we don't know if he's going to hook up with another promotion, if he's going to go independent. But there's a lot going on in this fight. I think Tank should win the fight. I think there's some serious bad blood between these guys. Yesterday in the weigh-in, you saw sort of uh, you saw Tank kind of push Romero off the stage while they were doing their posing after, after the weigh-in. Um, thankfully, it was a short drop and nobody got hurt. Nobody twisted an ankle or anything like that. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. I think Tank wins it. The only thing I, I see is I think this fight should have happened in December. And Rolly Romero got into some uh, legal problems with some sexual misconduct accusations that he was eventually cleared of. So he was pulled from the fight. And we saw uh, Isaac Cruz, Pitbull, in that fight. And it opened up the doors for Isaac, who's doing really well for himself. But what that fight showed us is that if you're aggressive with Tank, if you come after him, if you come forward with him, you kind of confuse him. And he struggled in that fight. Tank won by decision, but he struggled in the fight. And I think that's what Rolly Romero has said he's going to do. 
He's going to come out. He's going to blow out the gas tank, you know, which if this thing goes past five or six rounds, how much is he going to have in the tank? But look for Romero to come out aggressive and try to end this thing early. I think it's going to be a war for the first four or five rounds. Um, I'm very excited coming up next week, Jim. We have Devin Haney versus George Cambosis, but it's fascinating to hear you say how popular Gervonta is because that's kind of always the Mayweather formula is like belts don't really matter. It's matters who many how many people are gonna tune in to see you. Um, what do you make of that path for his career? That they've kind of guided him with some smart matchups. I mean, Roley is is very uh <laughs> He's, he's a hell of a character. He talks a big game, but it's not many fights under his belt. And he's already kind of vaulted here, taking on whatever piece of the title that Gervonta holds right now. But Gervonta's not really – he's not going face-to-face like Devin and George are next week. So where do you, what do you think this does for him in the standing of a, a really, really talented division? Do you think after this fight, if he does get to Roley, then we'll start seeing those matchups where he's taking on the Haney's, Cambosis, the Lopez's, all those guys? Yeah, we sure we hope so. I mean, you know, you know, Devin Haney, you know, has has criticized Javante Davis. Everyone's criticized because this is this is a you know the the, the lightweight championship is happening next week with Pombosas and Haney. So this is also a lightweight title. It's like a secondary lightweight title, which I've never understood. Listen, Javante doesn't sell a lot of pay per views mainly because he hasn't fought any big names, but he packs in the arenas. You know, when we were at Staples Center for for the cruise. Uh, Davis fight in December. The place was packed. You know, we mentioned this yeah. is going to be the biggest fight night in, in, in Barclays history. You know, he, he brings in the crowd. He brings in the crowd. He just may not necessarily get the pay-per-views, which ultimately that's where the money is. I think I think that's kind of maybe the frustration of leaving Mayweather. I mean, who knows how much Mayweather's taken out of his pocket either. But I think, Jermonta, you've got to fight people. You've got to fight. Eventually, you've got to fight somebody. I think we're all, you know, we all see that. Uh, come come hell or high water, and Roley's only had 14 professional fights. To your point, Brendan. So you know, at 50, at fight number 15, you're getting a shot at a title. That's the state of boxing these days. But they put on a good show, and I think unlike a lot of previous things that we've seen, these two guys legit don't like each other. They want to get it. They want to get a, a piece of each other's ass. They really don't like each other. I think he's overrated. Like I think Tank's good, but I think he's a bit of the product from. Floyd Mayweather, obviously, and the first time we saw him, there were so many eyeballs on that particular event. Like, it just – I'm not saying he's going to lose the fight tonight. I thought he lost the fight to Cruz, mm-hmm. if you're curious. But uh, I just don't I think Javante is a bit of a of our imagination. Right. Well, I think, you know, that's that's the, the hocus-pocus. That's the, the man behind the curtain thing of boxing. If, if you – you know, I always call it the Don Quixote champion. If you say you're a champion, then you're a champion. <laughs> and that's it. Right. And if you're fighting, you know, if you're fighting Floyd the Barber and you know Ed Ed the Gas guy, and you win, well, you did it. I beat him. You know, I think eventually you're going to have to face these guys. I think next week's going to open up a lot of eyes in Australia with Combosis and Haney for the for the 135 championship. And I think that's where you know Tank Davis with a new promotion and maybe some more some more backing uh, and less you know sort of taking off the kid gloves. I think then we'll see what Germante's really got. Do you, do you like the fact, Jim, we were talking about like the state of UFC versus boxing. And one of the things that I think boxing should get a little bit of credit for is that it's always been there's too many champions, too much division. But we've been seeing now a lot of undisputed champions over the last couple of years. The champions are linking up. You know, Canelo got undisputed at 168. Charlo just got undisputed. Cambosis versus Haney are going to fight for undisputed next week. 
Um, we're not that far off, it seems like, from getting an undisputed heavyweight champion. So do you see a, a, a walk away from this whole, oh, everybody has a belt, it's all divided, everybody's a champion, and we're going more towards the root of, oh, no, we're going to have one true guy in many, many divisions. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I sure hope so, because I, I can't tell you how many times, especially for the casual for the random boxing person that says, wait a minute, this guy's a champion at lightweight. Well, isn't the, the guy I saw last week or isn't the guy I saw next week, isn't he a champion? I, you know, the one thing about the UFC that I always gave them credit for is that whether it was six months or nine months max, you were going to see the fight you wanted to see. And that was always the biggest criticism that you never saw that in boxing. You know, we saw Mayweather, Pacquiao five years too late. You know, we're seeing Pacquiao, we're seeing Canelo, Triple G, Four years too late. You know what I mean? At least, at least with this undisputed uh, format now, that that seems to be the sexy thing in boxing. I think now you're sort of qualifying why these guys are making a lot of money. You're bringing more interest in the sport, and you're making guys have to fight each other. You're making guys have to want to face each other, and that's the idea. You know, again, it, it doesn't do well if you're a promoter. If you're a, if you're a, if you're a network, you want to take care of your guy as much as you can, uh, but eventually he's gonna have to he or she is gonna have to fight uh, the person they need to fight to get to that championship round. And now we're starting to see it. And you know what? As much as, as, as maybe people don't like it, you gotta give Jake Paul a little credit. He stirs up the pot, gets people saying, "Hey, we need to see fights. We need to see guys making and women making money." And now we're starting to see the the, the results of it. I mean, I will give him credit. The Serrano thing was cool. Him versus Kay Taylor. I, I don't yeah. want to give him too much credit there, uh, Jim. I mean, like, he's, you know, the, this week we learn, uh, tune in to the next Jake Paul card. Big Baby Davis will be on the boxing. On the, on the, I mean, on the I mean listen, listen. Listen, the douchebaggery is strong. I understand. But there's also some good things. I also, you know, I also, but, the, but you got to give the guy credit for the other thing, you know. Past the past the, the the Armani shirt, you know the Versace shirt, you know, open down to the navel and the strong cologne. He's doing some good things. <laughs> um, I'm a big George Cambosis guy. I love the guy. I talked to him a bunch of times. That upset that he had over Lopez was unbelievable. And look, a lot of the time, I give him a ton of credit. A lot of times, you get that that all those belts and you get a little victory lap fight before 
you go in there, which would, I, what I think is probably the toughest fight in the division. Nobody really wants to fight Devin Haney. Uh, I know that wasn't the original plan. He was going to fight Lomachenko before the war in Ukraine and, and all that went down. But this fight coming up next week, do you think that George Cambosis has the chance to have his reign continue? Or is he getting mixed up with a guy who's too skilled for George's aggression? Yeah, I mean, at least the the smart thing about George, and again, we got to give him tons of credit. You're absolutely right, because he could have just said, hey, he even said it. Devin Haney is not my mandatory. I didn't have to fight this guy. I could have fought a, a tomato can. I could have fought, you know, I got Ed the Butcher from, from, from the grocery store, you know, and, and, and been champion for six, seven, eight, nine more months. Um, but, he, but he chose Haney. And, and I think the fact he pushed it because the fight's in his, in his home country of Australia. It's in Melbourne. Um, so that's going to make Haney kind of work to get out there a little bit. But it just shows you, Haney's the favorite in the fight. He's minus 190. Well, Combosa's the champion. And at home, it's plus 160, last I saw. Um, I think George, listen, Haney should win the fight. He's the, he's the better skilled fighter. He's got, a, he's got a three-inch reach advantage. So he can fight and jab and win rounds at a distance. I think that's where, that's where Teofimo Lopez ran into problems because what Combosa does really well, he's a great counterpuncher. You go in... He'll go in and he'll counter your punches. He'll he'll hurt you. He'll win rounds. He'll make it look like he he hit you even harder than he did. And over time, over rounds, that that sort of starts to add up. So I think Haney has that advantage in that he can he's faster he, he, and he can fight from a distance. And I think that's what Haney will have to continue to do: have the patience and the discipline to do that. I think Combosa's you know especially middle late of the fight, he's gonna have to start taking chances. He's gonna have to start going after him kind of what Teofimo did to him, and we'll see if Haney can, can, can get out of that mode. But Haney should win that fight. It should be, it should be a great bout. At J-Rod Show, he's our guest. Follow him on Twitter. He is Jim Rodriguez from ESPN joining us. Tapped out on the BetQL Network, Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Hey, Jim, earlier in the show, we were talking about kind of a state of the union for both the UFC and boxing. In your opinion, which one is healthier right now and which one has more recognizable characters? You know, I think, I think it, it, it's, it's tough because, you know, if, if you go from both pools, you know, it, I think from afar, I think boxing has the more recognizable names, I think. I mean, it's, it's not like the UFC from the, 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 the early 2000s or the mid-2000s where you had some of just some, some Mount Rushmore names that I think were recognizable in all aspects of, 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 of society. Uh, you know, you just had some unbelievable names in, in, in MMA in the UFC where people would say MMA and they would think UFC. You know, UFC was MMA. You know, plus, I think there's so many other leagues now, so many other promotions now that it's diluted it to me. To me, boxing still has the names. It still has the personalities. I always joke that if you go to a boxing, you know, and, and, and you guys know, you go to a boxing fight week, it looks like, you know, the, 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 the cantina from Star Wars with, 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 the, with the characters that are roaming around that place. You know, just, just the shady of shady, you know, are, are hanging out out there. It's an unbelievable sight. You know, having been to UFC fight weeks, I don't think you get that. I don't think you get that in the UFC. I, think you, I mean, it's young, it's hip, it's sexy, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's a great experience, but I don't think you get that sort of characters that, that you would, you know, those old school characters that you do in, in boxing. So I think boxing is still, it's still the OG, 
it's still, I think at the end of the day, you still get, you know, it's still got the greatest athlete in Canelo. It's got a lot of young names that are coming up. And I just don't know if UFC, and maybe I'm wrong, and I'll be honest with you, I don't, I don't follow UFC as much as I do boxing. You know, you know, and I, and the MMA that I do cover, I do cover other promotions like Eagle FC. So I'm not focused on UFC. I don't think it has the name recognition that it used to have, and I think that helps boxing. But at the end of the day, I think part of that is you get you get these fights, so there's a lot of turnovers, and there, there's a lot of turnover in those names. But but UFC is still super healthy. Um, I think I think what we've been exposed to that these guys aren't that the UFC fighters aren't getting paid as much as boxing. Uh, uh, fighters are. I think that's kind of hurt them a little bit. Um, but I think also boxing still, I don't know. So to me, boxing still has that sexiness that, that, that MMA doesn't have or UFC doesn't have. That's just me. Jim, we got like 30 seconds left, but I got to ask you because we were having the conversation earlier. Prime Deontay Wilder versus prime Mike Tyson. We looked at the reach difference. It would be a foot in favor of the bronze bomber. Who actually would win that fight? I, you know, he, here's here's the thing that I here's the dirty little secret. Deontay Wilder doesn't know how to box. Deontay Wilder's not a boxer. He's a home run hitter. He's 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 launch angle uh, of a modern day baseball player. He's Aaron Judge. He's Giancarlo Stanton. That's what he is. Mm. Mike Tyson, really for all one. his his heavy hands, Mike Tyson was a boxer. He could box. He was skilled. He knew how to move. He knew what he duck. You know, footwork, hip work, legs, arms. Deontay just swings for the fences. I think Tyson would beat him. Jim Rodriguez, ESPN, one of our favorite guests at J-Rod Show on Twitter. Thanks a lot, Jim. Appreciate your time, brother. Anytime, boys. Have fun tonight at the fights. A foot reach difference for Deontay Wilder. But if you can't box, then I think that uh, Mike Tyson probably beats you. Coming up next, we tap out. You're locked into the Bet QL Network. <laughs> 